you have your copy of God's Word, if you'll take that and take it out to the book of Luke and to the book of Acts, the book of Luke and the book of Acts. I want to talk to you today for a few minutes. I want to bring a word about the greatest trilogy the greatest trilogy. Now, now we're going to take a little vote in the house, and this is going to be official scientific research. So if you're joining us online, I want you to be ready for this. Maybe you're watching on YouTube, on your, on your television set. That's my favorite way to engage. Uh, it's just on, on the big screen there. But if you'll grab your device, because I'm going to need you to vote. And I'm going to throw out four different trilogies, and you guys are going to vote. This is going to be a scientific poll on the greatest trilogy ever. And I'm going to be able to discern about a lot about who I'm preaching uh, for based on, you say, uh, pastor, where did the four come from? They came from me. Okay. You say, pastor, there's one that's not on that list. You don't get to vote on one that's not on the list because I picked the four that are going on the list. These are the top four. You don't get a vote in that. All right. And so you're not voting, but I'm just curious. These are, I'm just going to unveil them here. Where are, where are my original Star Wars fans? Original Star Wars fans. I hear you. You say, well, pastor, what about the prequel? No, this was the original. This is my era and I'm choosing. So, so we're going original Star Wars. Wars. And then, and then I think, I think it's appropriate that Toy Story makes the list. Come on, where's my Toy Story people at? Great, great. And I know some of these are four, so don't like go off onto different things there. All right. And then we're going to, we're going to throw in Rocky one, two, and three. Where are my Rocky, where are my Rocky people at? And then I'm going to give, I'm going to just give a shout out honorable mention. You don't get to vote for these, but Back to the Future, Indiana Jones, and Born Trilogy. They all get an honorable mention. Um, and the final trilogy that we're going to vote on is Lord of the Rings. Come on, where are my Lord of the Rings fans at? Okay? You only get to vote once. Say once. Don't be double voting. All right? And online fam, you just drop this in the chat. We're going to go quickly. Here we go. Greatest trilogy ever, Star Wars. Original Star Wars. Greatest trilogy ever, Toy Story. Buzz and Woody not getting as much love as I thought. All right. Greatest trilogy ever, Rocky 1, 2, and 3. Greatest trilogy ever, Lord of the Rings. I'm unable to discern. Pastor Gwen, I need the spirit of discernment in this moment. All right, Toy Story's out. Uh, Let's go again. Uh, Between Star Wars, Rocky, and Lord of the Rings. Star Wars. Rocky, one, two, three. Lord of the Rings. By a hair, I don't know how scientific this is, but I'm going to declare the winner, original Star Wars. Congratulations, congratulations. But here's my caveat, because now you met, now I, like, see what happens? People get passionate. Like, we're going to have to go back to the Nicene Creed. This is what we believe. This is what we all believe. This is what we're unified about. Here's, here's the thing, though, what, what I think is all, all of those are really second. All of those are really th- second. I think Dr. Luke gives us the greatest trilogy. He writes, about, he writes about the resurrection of the king, the ascension of the king, and the return of the king. I want to read you this 
on Resurrection Sunday, these narratives from the Gospel of Luke, beginning in in Luke 24, and then Luke actually wrote two books. He also wrote Acts, and so we're going to go to the book of Acts. Luke 24, beginning at verse 1. But very early on a Sunday morning, the women went to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared, and they found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance, and so they went in, but they didn't find the body of the Lord Jesus. As they stood there, they were puzzled, and two men suddenly appeared to them, clothed in dazzling robes. The women were terrified and bowed with their faces to the ground, and then the men asked, why are you looking for the dead, among the dead, for someone who is alive? He isn't here. He's risen from the dead. Remember what he told you back in Galilee that the son of man must be betrayed into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and that he would rise again on the third day. And now we go over to his second book, the the book of Acts, and he writes this to a young man named Theophilus. And here's the second two parts of the trilogy. So we read about the resurrection of the king. Here's the ascension and the return. Acts chapter 1, in my first book, I told you, Theophilus, about everything that Jesus began to do and teach. So when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking him, Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? He replied, the Father alone has the authority to set those dates and times, and they are not for you to know, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And it will be my witness, and you will be my witness, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. After saying this, he was taken up in a cloud while they were watching, and they could no longer see him. As they strained to see him rising into the heaven, two white-robed men suddenly stood among them. Men of Galilee, they said, why are you standing here staring into the heavens? Jesus has been taken from you into heaven, but someday he will return from heaven in the same way you saw him go. Church, I want to live every day of my life like the resurrection is real and the return is coming. I want to live every day like it's Easter Sunday and that Jesus could come at any moment. And I think if we live like that, it will put a lot of other things in perspective. I think that it will fill us with a little more hope and a little more peace and a little more joy. But we live between those two things, don't we? We live this life on earth is that dash between the dates. It's you were born on this date and, and we will all die if the Lord does not return before that day on uh, uh, return before that day uh, on this date. But it's that dash and we live somewhere between the resurrection and the return. So my question is just how are you going to live? How are you going to live? How are you going to make every day count? How are you going to make every Easter count, every moment count? Church, because Jesus rose from the grave and will return in victory, I want to live full. I want to live full. I don't know how many of you got an, an Easter basket this morning. How many, how many, just wave at me. How many of you got an Easter basket? Nobody got you an Easter basket? Okay, here's what we're going to do. Once we leave this service, we're all going to go over to Big Lots at the Concord location, and you all just treat yourself, okay? You treat yourself to an Easter basket. But uh, I don't know, like, where my where my chocolate people or dark chocolate or white chocolate? I like white chocolate uh, I, I, or chocolate and peanut butter, chocolate and caramel. It's all basically centered around chocolate, right? But I don't know if you've ever gotten one of these bunnies. 
Do you, you, know, you know what I call this? This is, have you, have you ever gotten one of these large bunnies? See, this is, I know it looks like a bunny, but this is actually a lie. It, it is, it is, right? Like I, I thought about doing this, I thought about doing this live on stage and then I realized that that would probably not be a, a great visual for, because I know we got kids in the house of Pastor Doug taking a sword and, and like beheading an Easter bunny on stage. That would be a memorable Easter. And so um, kids don't, I mean, don't, don't think of this as the Easter just don't think of this as the Easter that pastor was walking around with. A, I know this is scarring you, but your, kids, your parents will get you more candy um, afterwards. But, but what, I wanna, what I want you to understand, what I want you to understand is this thing is such a lie. It's a lie. Because can you see? Because you, you, can you see it's, it's yeah, it's hollow, it's hollow, it's hollow. This reminds me of a lot of people in our world that they put a lot on, uh, you know, Easter, we all look good on Easter and we, we try to dress up and we want everybody to think everything's okay and that our job's okay and that our marriage is okay and that everything's okay between me and Jesus. But on the, if the truth is, is we're, we're hollow, we're hollow. Maybe you've tried to fill yourself with a lot of things that the world has lied to you about. Maybe you found that the world is a lie, that, that all the, when your sports team wins the Super Bowl, that'll fill you, or when you get the raise, that'll fill you, or, or when you have kids, that'll fill you, or when the kids go out of the house, that'll, that'll fill you, whatever it is. And can I just remind somebody today that it's a lie, it's hollow. The only thing that can fill you is Jesus. The only thing that can fill you with joy. The only thing that can fill you with peace. It's not toys. It's not candy. It's not anything. It's not the promotion. It's not it's not the bigger house it's only Jesus it's only Jesus I just wonder who this word is for this morning that you would say pastor I just I feel empty I've been trying to fill I've been trying to fill but pastor if you cut me open this morning I, I, I don't know I don't know that I'm filled with the right things church I want to live full and I want to live free I want to live free you know Jesus Jesus just didn't come halfway out of the grave. Jesus, Jesus isn't like 80% alive. Jesus came all the way out of the grave and Jesus is fully alive. And hear me, because Jesus is fully alive, you can be fully free. The Lord gave us our word of the year. We don't pick this thing out of a hat. We seek the Lord in prayer and we ask God, God, what word do you want to speak to our body for this year? And God said freedom. And I believe that for you. I believe freedom in every area of your life. I believe freedom for you spiritually. I believe freedom for you physically. I believe freedom for you emotionally. I love Pastor Steve mentioned it earlier, but I'm so proud of our, our worship team and how the Lord has given us songs of the house. He's given us songs of the house. Israel had psalmists and the early church had, had songwriters. And there's songs of the house that help us to express our worship to the Lord. Uh, I, but I got, I got to tell you, uh, as I'm singing that song, and it resonates so deeply with me, they sang a song a few weeks ago that I started to sing uh, one of the lines. And I made them, they didn't write this song, I made them change it. I made them change it because the line was this. The line in there was, um, was there is no weapon. You remember, have you heard this song? There is no weapon that has ever left a mark on you. 
that's a lie. I'm not going to sing a lie. I'm not going to sing. I sat there with my arms crossed. I was like, I was like I'm not going to worship. I'm not going to sing that. I said, change that line. That's not true. That's not true, is it? How did Jesus come out of the tomb? Fully alive, fully healed. Full, he was completely sin, sinless. But Jesus had, he had scars. He had scars. You know what? That t- and that's significant. That's significant. Why did I get passionate about that? Because that's significant. You need to know that you serve a Savior that was without sin, but he was wounded. You need to know that you can be completely healed in your life and still carry the scar. But watch this. When Jesus went to Thomas and Thomas said, Thomas said, prove to me that you're alive. Prove that this is real. What did Jesus show him? He showed him his scars. And when Thomas put his hand into Jesus' side, Jesus didn't say, ouch, Thomas, that's still tender. See, you can carry a scar, but that scar can be healed in your life in Jesus' name. I don't say this lightly. I feel with all my heart that the Lord told me that he was going to pass through this auditorium and this service if you're viewing online and there's somebody here that has a deep emotional wound and the Lord is just going to gently pass by you. He's not going to draw attention to you, but he is going to wave his hand. Somebody was deeply wounded, deeply emotionally wounded, and the Lord said he's going to pass by you and he's going to heal you this morning. Now watch this, that doesn't mean that you still don't carry a scar. In fact, your scar, when you tell the story of your scar and how Jesus healed you from that, somebody's going to be a Thomas in your life and they're going to come to faith. Don't you, listen, 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 don't. Be, don't ever be embarrassed about the trials that you have gone through, the suffering that you have gone through, the hurt that you have gone through. I'm so sorry it happened, but Jesus can heal you. He can wave his hand over you right now and the pain can be gone and you can walk victorious with a scar. Now somebody give the Lord praise because he heals. He heals. I want to live full. I want to live free. And church, I want to live focused. I want to live focused. I I saw two groups of people that encountered the resurrection Jesus, the resurrected Christ. The angels asked the women at the tomb. They said, why are you looking for the dead among someone who is alive? They They were right there. They were, they, were, they were physically at the site of the resurrection, but they almost missed the resurrected Savior. You can be in church and miss Jesus. You can be around religious people and miss Jesus. You can have Sunday dinner at grandma's house every single Easter and you can miss Jesus. I'm not asking you, church, are you around the things of God? I'm asking you, do you know him? Are you focused on Jesus? And then, and then you have this part in the ascension. The, the disciples are all there, and I think I would have too if somebody just starts floating up in the air all the way up in the clouds I think it would take me a moment to regather myself and go on with life but they were all just staring they were all just staring and I, I, wonder, I wonder if it was the same two angels 
I wonder if it was the same two angels that came down and said, why are you standing here staring? See, what happened is they were focused on what was dead and what they'd lost instead of being focused on Jesus. I I don't know about you, but it's so easy to get distracted. It's so easy to get feeling things vibrate in my pocket and they're not even vibrating and and kids and calls and beeps and texts. And it's so like, I love these focus angels. I wish I need those focus angels. I need these angels to show up every day and be like, no, you need to, you need to focus. I feel like, I feel like we all need the message of these, these angels, because I'm telling you, there's all kinds of stuff out there, church that would distract you from keeping your eyes on Jesus, distract you from keeping focus on Jesus. See the thing about, they are over there. I put my bunnies over here, but I put my binoculars. Y'all give uh, Pastor Jams a hand. Thank you very much. I'm going to just slowly make my way over here because, because see my, I love my balcony people. Y'all thought you could get away from pastor this morning, but I'm, I got you. Come on, wave, wave at me up there. I got you. I got you. See, what I, what I love about, yeah, all my, all my balcony people up there. Hey, I love this. What I, what I love about this is that what I see through here is what I give my attention to and what I focus on. Your life in many ways will be a result of what you give your attention to and what you focus on. I'm not ignoring all the stuff. Church, there's a lot of junk. There's a lot of junk. There's a lot of stuff. I'm not pretending. I'm not pretending that it doesn't exist. I'm not saying it isn't important. I'm saying find me focused find me focused. I want to be focused on Jesus. I want to be focused on his resurrection. I want to be focused on his return. And I think that if we posture ourselves today where we live full of Jesus, where we allow Jesus to free us from all the things of the world, and do we say Jesus in the midst of everything we're walking through in our society, find me, I want to be focused on the cross. I want to be focused on Jesus. I want to be focused on his return. And we, if we focus on the right things, if we fill ourselves with the right things, the rest will follow. With heads bowed and eyes closed in this place. You say, Pastor, I'm not not ready for his return. If I'm being honest, I'm I'm not ready for, for his return. Pastor, I feel, I feel in some ways like I'm walking around, but I'm not awake. I, I feel like I'm just going through the motions, but I'm not alive. Oscar Wilde said this, to live is the rarest thing in the world. Most people exist. That is all. Jesus doesn't want you to exist. He wants you to live. He wants to breathe his breath of life into somebody today. And so if you're away from Jesus or don't know Jesus, can I introduce you to your true father? Can I introduce you to the resurrected one who will come into your life, breathe his breath of life into your lungs so that you can truly live wide awake to the love of God and fully alive to your purpose with heads bowed and eyes closed. If you're joining online, I'm going to count to three. 
I just want you to raise your hand. It's nothing magical about raising your hand. It's just a symbol to the Lord of just saying, that's me. I want to make that commitment. It's just an outward declaration that you want to give your life to Jesus or rededicate your life to Jesus. So you would say, Pastor, I feel empty. I feel empty. I don't want to try to fill my life with all this other things, money and and, and fame or, or followers or whatever it is. I want to be filled with Jesus today. If that's you, today is your day and this is your moment. One, two, three. Come on, hands up. I got you. I got you. Pastor, for the first time, or I want to rededicate my life. I got you. I got you. You can put your hands down. Church, let's all pray this prayer together in victory. Say, Jesus, I come to the cross and ask you to forgive me. Come into my life. Come into my heart so that I can live wide awake to the love of God and fully alive to his purpose in Jesus name one more time let's stand church come on can we celebrate those who went from death to life today and let's get ready for his return